0: I was a little girl, Christmas Eve was my favorite night of the year. I'd wait up with my brother for Santa. Sometimes we would fall asleep, but I'd be dreaming of presents. I really love presents. Now that I'm grown up, Christmas is still my favorite time of the year. Although, this Christmas is a sad one. Dad passed
1: away five months ago, and I miss him every day. But Dad always told us that Christmas must go on, especially for us Kringles, because for 2,000 years, our ancestors have been the Santas that bring joy to children all over the world.
0: And now it's my big brother's turn as Nick becomes the 23rd Kringle to wear the red hat. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's been practicing his sleigh flying here in the pole. Am I supposed to land on the
2: house? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.
0: Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The
1: greater good.
0: <laughs> I thought I fixed that super awkward cutout. My gosh. Uh,
1: okay. It's very jolly,
0: though. It, it is jolly. Yes. Yeah. What the Just have
1: it. Just have it playing in the background. Just just get us kicked off all these uh, good, uh, spit speaking... accounts for for sneaking music into things.
0: Well, speaking of that, so. we um here's a here's a weird one. So I apply. We're going to do the intro normal, like normal. But give me a second here. So Libsyn, Liberated Syndication, is our hosting website. I pay them money, and they host our website. Or host our podcast. And uh, through them, I apply. I apply through f- to be hosted on other sites, like your iTunes, mm-hmm. like your podcasting services, your Stitchers, your whatever. And so I just literally go, oh hey, there's a new place you can point the podcast to, and I just click submit, and I got the email literally two days ago from Pandora saying that our podcast had been approved. And oh I th- wow! And I thought that's cool, but <laughs> didn't didn't <laughs> I make that su- submission like two years ago or something? It, it feels like it, it might have been earlier this year. I don't remember. But it takes it, a while, but it feels like it was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> so now we're on Pandora, which is cool. So
1: yeah. yeah, oh my God, imagine you know listening at work and it just keeps going and going and going. I feel sorry for that listener.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So right? Yeah, no, you're no, you're you're one hundred percent right. This is episode <laughs> three hundred and twenty-six, and tonight we're talking about Noel. Noel.
1: So uh, it's just null
0: no, no. or no. No, 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 L.
2: It's actually H-I-J-K-M-N-O-P. No L. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, that's how you spell it.
0: Yeah, I'm Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew wants peace on Earth and an iPad. Jimison. (laughs)
2: Uh, Well, my vegetables want peas on Earth. Wow. That works. That's a joke that my youngest we, son is told me. He worried. said it was a dad joke, and I said, yes, it is, son, because dad <laughs> jokes are not funny.
0: As I say, are we, are we expecting more of these tonight? Because, I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. I love good dad jokes. I really do. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, sure. I think they're kind of great. And, frankly, we haven't had good dad jokes since Corny left the show, so by all means. Yeah. Uh, and Sam what? is the guy who thinks, he's, who thinks he's the tooth fairy vector. Right. Right,
1: at least it's not uh, Jack Frost, you know. He's kind of a crazy dude, so yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Sure. But Sean, yeah, in in a in a movie so full of jolly, yeah, and so full of Christmas cheer, yeah, I just I just want you to know that if there's one way to kill you out of this movie, okay, I would probably stuff you in a chimney and then magically make it squeeze you to oh. death.
0: <laughs> you tap the candy cane. <laughs> <Yeah. in. laughs> yep. Yep. I so, thought I'd pretty, let you know. That's actually pretty creative. I'm, I'm impressed. That's actually not bad <laughs> for you. I appreciate that. That took thought. Yeah, right? You know, if you want a Christmas gift, you want one that has some thought behind it, you know. So I.
1: I that that. Merry Christmas there, buddy.
0: Yeah. I like yeah. it. <laughs> so I, I want to go here just real quick. So the reason yep. why I made the joke about the tooth fairy in you, and you, and it was actually super appropriate, you make the joke back about uh, Jack Frost. So this yeah. movie was, um, the the premise of this movie originally was going to be Santa Claus 4. What? So there was going to be a Santa Claus 4, and from what I gather, it, that was going to be where, you know, because Tim Allen has the daughter, daughter. The daughter takes over, basically. And she takes over. And I don't know if that means Tim Allen's character dies, or whatever, yeah. but... But she takes over, and and then it's obviously you have to change it the the naivete about it because she the daughter lives in the real world. Yeah, Um, but the reason why we know that one because the trivia told me, but two because in the movie when the therapist who's breaking HIPAA laws says that she has a person that thinks is the tooth fairy and another one who thinks she's mother earth that's who she that's who she's referencing are those characters in the santa claus 3
2: yeah the reason that uh the, the I don't know if you read this or not but the premise behind the santa claus 4 is tim allen actually dies from cocaine overdose
0: <laughs> so a little bit of real world
1: uh that is, sounds that sounds about right you know
0: yeah. a little bit of yeah. real world there that's that's unfortunate just hot, hot chocolate just wasn't doing it for him anymore. I needed something stronger. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't blame him.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Noel, two thousand and nineteen or two thousand twenty? I can't remember when did this come out. I think it's this year, isn't it? Did it just come out? Two thousand nineteen.
1: Nineteen. Okay.
0: Yeah. So this this movie was kind of the. Uh, well, honestly, it was the. Kind of the benchmark movie. It was the the anchor movie, whatever you want to call it, for Disney Plus. This was kind of
2: yeah, really. They kind I of spearheaded that. their uh, their uh, streaming service.
0: Yeah, to say, hey, here's our streaming service. We're going to have a bunch of stuff, and we're also going to have originals like Netflix does. And we're. Yeah. Gonna I say- don't know that.
2: I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll get into this, of course. Cause that's what the shows about. But I don't know that this is uh, what I would have necessarily gone with as my opening streaming movie if i were disney he,
1: well yeah and we will go get
2: unless to, i had the star the power of, tim of Allen. This movie yeah
0: well i mean they, well I,
1: at this point i think uh what's her name might might actually be
0: yeah well
1: on, on yeah. the level of, of tim allen i would think in terms of star power that's true the mousy girl, what's her name? Uh, I think um, Anna, Anna Kendrick Anna is, Anna yeah, Kendrick. I, I
0: think her, her star power is significantly higher than Tim Allen at this point. At probably this
2: yeah. point, oh yeah.
0: Because I would bet that most people that are watching this movie are probably people our age and a little bit younger with kids that want to watch something like that, that watch the Pitch Perfect movies and those other kind of teen kind of movies with her in it, and most mm-hmm. people only know Tim Allen as the guy from that Fox show uh-huh. that, that makes fun not no not Home Improvement. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying like, like from Last Man Standing where all he does is make fun of Obama. You know like, um, oh really? Man. I we watch it. I think well. it's a funny show. I have no problem with the show. I mean yeah, it's very right leaning and that's fine because there's so much other stuff that's left leaning. So have have oh, something yeah. else and, yeah. and I I identify with one of the characters in the show, but I'm the. <laughs> I'm the Ryan character of my family. Uh, if, you've, if you know the show, <laughs> you'll understand. For Sam, that you've not seen it. Ryan is this super hippie. Um, he's Canadian, so he's all about the universal everything. And so there's this constant clash between him and Tim, uh, Alan's character, Mike. Uh, and a lot of times the way the show works it out is that either Ryan learns a lesson or Tim learns a lesson and they compromise. And so which is what makes the show kind of endearing. And so anyway. The point is is that I don't know either to your to both of your points. <laughs> is this movie the movie that Disney wants to have as their thing, but uh, I don't know what you could have done. I don't you know what I'm saying like yeah. You, you can't you can't launch it with a with a Marvel, right? And no. I don't, I don't think that Basically, they they want to launch it with something that they know that they're not gonna make a lot of miss an opportunity to make noise a lot about. Of
1: money on. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if I'm trying, which I'm not saying they haven't, because I'm sure that their streaming service is now more popular than Netflix, probably, uh, or very close to it at this point. But I don't know. I think if I really wanted to grab an audience's attention, I would have thrown in immediately, you know, The Mandalorian, which was almost immediately, it was very soon, Yeah. or yeah. A, an Avengers
1: movie or
2: something big with a big cast. Hamilton? Big,
1: yeah. That was a giant know, like, grab for, for Disney, absolutely.
2: But I think that that probably, you know, things like those bigger movies is what, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, the reason I wanted it was because of the... Uh, the uh, Marvel stuff that was coming to it and the Star Wars stuff.
1: Yeah, I I was pretty much sold with, with Hamilton, but the Star Wars is what got me. I'm sorry, not Star Wars. Um, the the Marvel stuff absolutely yeah, pulled uh, me in.
2: Without that, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get Disney plus for Noel. No,
0: I, you know I don't I'm think. Saying? Yeah, but like you don't get saying like you're gonna buy. N- Disney Plus for Noel is like saying you're only gonna get Netflix because of Extraction. The Office. Well then once uh, The no, Office. Goes no, not off, Extraction because good. Extraction's a good movie. Well You're
1: you're getting you're getting Netflix for you know some third tier B movie that wouldn't make it in theaters.
0: Well but well, okay. You're right. Extraction could have been a theatrical release and wasn't. But there's been a handful of other movies that we've watched on Netflix that fits this it's in this same Yeah tier. Yeah, you're right. And, and I don't think people I, I annihilation,
1: mean, right? The 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 weird.
0: Well, no, that was a theatrical release. Uh, maybe was the it? one, yeah, annihilation was. Oh yeah, um, the one with the funny guy from Ant Man, right? Where they're actually robots instead of aliens. Um, Extinction, I think that's what that one's called. Something okay. like that. I don't mm. know. Yeah. Um, my my point is simply is that. They just wanted, I think they just needed to have something to hold and say, look, we're making new movies and just, you know, buy our service for all of the old stuff. And then we're going to, you know, because as contracts run out on well, Netflix, because like Avengers was stuck, like Avengers Infinity War was stuck on Netflix for a, a while. So you mm-hmm. could they, they had to wait for some of their contracts to end with other platforms so they can get their properties back. So. Uh, I, I feel like I'm having to de- defend here. I'm, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm just simply saying that. I think that this was just something to say, hey, we're going to do this, and we can do it well, and just hang tight. Eventually, we're going to get there with a lot of other stuff that you want, like the Mandalorian. And then within the the last time we recorded this ep- an episode here, they have made a huge announcement, massive amounts, announcement, where... Not only are we going to be getting WandaVision within the next two months, we're going to get Hawkeye and the uh, Winter Soldier within two months after Got that. Him, yeah. and, and then two months after that, we're getting... Um, crap. The next one. Shoot. Loki. We're getting Loki after that. Loki? Okay. And then, and then they've started. they've already made all these announcements of these new things that are coming to streaming, like Blade and... I mean... Disney Plus. So I'm is,
1: excited. Yeah, I'm excited for the slate.
0: Oh I really God. am. Like, so I listened to a different podcast today, and they were talking about some of the numbers. So Disney Plus is is about to increase their price from seven dollars a month to eight dollars a month. Now, I was just trying to do a quick Google, and I didn't I didn't do a very good job. Um, let me try this real quick. How many subscribers? Subscribers to net. I don't know. I don't know if they. If they advertise that. So right now, so uh, so in the third quarter, Netflix has 73 million subscribers. W- well, Disney Plus is at like 88 million right now. So think about, they're going to go from seven <laughs> bucks a month to eight bucks a month. So they're adding, by doing that one dollar, they're adding $88 million a month into their budget, <laughs> yeah, and that's how they're paying for the seven new properties that they're going to do the, the new Um Ahsoka Tano show yeah. season three, well, Mandal- and, like all the stuff that they're about to do.
1: And it's, it's so far, it seems to be quality stuff, right? It's the, the Mandalorian is a movie a week, right? In terms of the production value of yeah. what we're seeing,
0: very short now, movie a week,
1: yeah, oh yeah, but that's what I appreciate about it. I you know, that's why I love Game of Thrones on HBO so much, because they put in that extra production value that I I appreciate seeing. Yeah. Um, now, if the quality starts to go down, then, then the, you know, they'll start to see some bleed off of people not watching. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I like to think that uh, they're kind of following that Netflix idea of, you know, invest in ideas and good stuff. It doesn't work out you know, cancel it real quick and go on to something else.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 kind of a great time to be alive, especially if you're a Star Wars or a Marvel fan. Yeah. Because the next year and a half, it's... And here's the funny thing. I was thinking about this as they were, as this massive uh, unveiling of new Star Wars content has hit. Um, the the guy I was listening to earlier today made this this comment, and I thought this was actually kind of brilliant, is that, Disney and Star Wars, the relationship has been diminished by the pre by the sequel movies. It, it hurt yep. it. Um, Solo not doing very well at the box office. They had but it a, was set in, They had yeah. the,
2: Rogue One was the only successful.
0: Rogue One has been great. Um, yeah, and yeah. financially, uh, The Force Awakens was amazing too. Again, financially. Well, that, that's that, true. The yeah, movie made you know yeah. one something billion dollars, but it was also because it was the first Star Wars movie we had and almost 20 years. We were desperate for another Star Wars movie. And yeah. it also worked that it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Rogue One was... I mean, it, it was,
1: was a rewrite, honestly. Yeah, and we don't need
0: to have that conversation again. And Rogue One yeah. was obviously really, really good. And then the other two have yes. been, had issues. And another, the other thing is that people had issues with the fact that the movies were so close together and that you would just come off people being kind of pissed at The Last Jedi and then and then Han Solo is five months later, no one would watch it because they were still mad at the last movie. But yet,
1: I think Solo is probably better than...
0: Than what? (laughs) 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 What a perfect time for his controller to take a poop.
2: Yep. Well... I know who was I know he's going to finish, but whatever he's going to say, I'm going to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You're wrong, Sam. <laughs> whatever it is, I'm sure you're wrong. Um, well, so what I'm going to say is that the, the, the point that the, the other guy made, and that I agree with is that that's that Disney is kind of having their second um, we've gotten past the honeymoon phase, and we almost got divorced. Disney and you know Star Wars almost divorced. We are now in the second phase, and that began with Mandalorian, and I think people's faith in Disney to produce good Star Wars content has been rewarded with Mandalorian. And so, since that show has become so successful, as far as viewership, as well as you know, I mean, not since uh, I don't know buying BB-8 toys. Have you had a marketable thing like Baby Yoda? Yeah, you know, and so um, I think that's why we're getting this next, you know, slate of of, of Star Wars shows, and a lot of it's from the, the Clone Wars, and which is interesting because, um, according to the, again the show that I listened to, the when George Lucas sold Lucas Arts his plan his slate was to do a whole bunch of tv based on the prequels he wasn't done with the prequels uh-huh. he wanted clone wars tv show and all these other things these side projects and then when disney bought it and said no we're not doing that and then and then produced you know revels and then mandalorian and then have gone on so now all these new shows are prequel-based characters, though a lot of it's based in the post, in the Mandalorian time frame, post in the New Republic. So like, you know, the Ahsoka Tano show is going to be in the same timeline. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be her hunting down Thrawn. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. That's going to be cool. So Sam, you were about to make the argument that Solo was better than something. And that's when you cut off. You literally said Solo is better than, and then...
1: Go no, on. I was I was I think I was just, I, I said Solo is better than and then I stopped myself and I fell off but um I wouldn't maybe say better than but it feels more like a Star Wars movie than some of the sequels um, that came there. I, I I like them all. I really do. Um but I think Solo gets a bad rap for being a bad movie.
0: I think you're right. I you're agree. right. Yeah. I don't have a problem with Solo. In fact, I I, I rewatched the last half of it like a week ago, because it was on TNT as I was getting ready for bed. So yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I yeah. think it's kind of funny.
1: there's. You know what I do have a problem with?
0: Is this movie, Noel?
1: <laughs> you can tell that we don't want to talk about this movie because <laughs> we are totally dancing around the fact that, <laughs> that we don't want to talk about anything about this thing. Well, why don't you so. just why
0: don't you since you're here, let's go ahead and you do yeah. your five word review, and we'll just okay, go back, we'll go.
1: All right. Now um this pretty much tells me I've got two. Tells my thoughts on this one. Okay. And uh the first one is it's just four words. And it's if idiots wrote elf.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> and then my second one was I'd like to punch Santa. Oh. I I did not like this movie. I didn't like it at all. I, I barely chuckled at anything. Um I watched it with my wife because we thought it would be a Christmas movie and she It was just eye-rolling at so many times. It was so forceful in, in the fact that it was trying to make uh, Anna Kendra cute and funny, and I didn't get any of that at all. Um, I found her very annoying, and uh, just, to me, it, like I've mentioned in my thing, it was like they were trying to do Elf with a female character, and, and it just didn't work. It didn't feel right.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, and I think... Had they let Anna Anna Kendrick be Anna Kendrick, I think this would have been better. And I say that because she's kind of a crude person, and in a good way. Yeah, like, I enjoy her style of comedy, and she reminds me of the female version of Ryan Reynolds in many ways. <laughs> yes, yeah. And so, had they let that movie happen, maybe call it Bad Santa Three, <laughs> and. <laughs> And let that be the movie that we see. I probably would have enjoyed it a heck of a lot more.
1: Yeah. And to me, it felt like it was a mishmash of, of too many genres, right? They tried to make a romantic comedy and it never came true. They tried to make uh, a fish out of water and it didn't feel right. Uh, it just seemed, it seemed like the fourth movie in a series and they've lost all ideas, which I guess it kind of was. Yeah,
0: it kind of was, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, and the whole idea, I, the Petco guy first, I was like, what the heck? You know, how much money did Petco give Disney Plus to get the sucker in here? And then, then like, was this a travel ad for Phoenix?
0: Yeah, right? It kind of did feel like that a little bit, didn't you? Right? So
1: it's just like, what the, you know, what in the world? And they had some good, funny comedians in this thing, right? I love, um, not Bill Nader, what's his name? Bill Nader. Um, is it Bill Hader? Yeah. All right. So you Ralph know, I Nader. think
2: he's... that's who you're thinking of.
1: <laughs> I think he is hilarious, and and in fact, I kind of liked when he was in the movie. He stole some scenes, and but the this whole thing was just, I it didn't give me the Christmas cheer. In fact, I'm watching her go around waking people up and being seen as Santa, and I'm like, that's that's not the job. That's you you can't go around you know, getting seen and the entire homeless population of Phoenix, you know, know who you are. So uh, it just, it didn't, I don't know if I was in a bad mood or what, but it just did not, it did not hit me in the right spot. Didn't like it. How about you, Andrew? What's your, uh, what's your take?
2: Well, I have uh two and the first one is uh cute Christmas comedy, but eh. Uh, and I'm using eh as one of my words there Okay. so uh, yeah I just I'm right there with you I mean it was I guess some people would find this and I say some people because my wife likes it I didn't find it all that great Uh, there were some scenes where I thought "Mm, okay that's it's cute but it's I agree with you in the fact that it it has a hard time making up what kind of movie it wants to be. Making up its mind what kind of movie it wants to be. You know, is it romantic comedy? Is it just flat out comedy? Is it it was I don't know. It was a little ambiguous. And I know I've used that word twice tonight. But I I just don't I didn't buy it. I just didn't buy it. Yeah. I love Shirley MacLaine. I'm glad that she's back and she's not dead. Uh, Or maybe she is by now. That was a year ago. Uh, (laughs) But uh, she's a big name, but an older big
1: name. But I'm glad they brought her back. Yeah. Um, Was she in any of the the other Santa Claus movies? No. No. Okay. So uh, no hangover from that. Okay.
2: No. No.
0: No, I mean, oh. you You can't really put these two in the same universe because the elves are very different. The The North Pole uh-huh. is very different. They, they mm-hmm. feel very different. The, the Santa Claus, especially two and three, feel like live versions of cartoons.
2: Yeah, and
0: interesting. Where the first one is a little bit more grounded mm-hmm. uh, because it's mostly not North Pole Santa doing Santa things. It's mostly him... Tim Allen being funny about gaining weight and, and like a lot of the other stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but the other two once he's there it's a little cartoony, whereas like this one just has a different feel than those movies. Do you, so
1: well, the only real cartoony thing was the the snowy the uh, reindeer the kid reindeer.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs>
1: which was not rendered very well. Just as-
0: I
2: know because at first I thought it was a goat. And- <laughs> Because it kept making that bleeding sound, that bleat, bleeding yeah, sound. Sorry, yeah. and I asked my wife. I said, "Is this is this a goat?" <laughs> and she <laughs> said, "Why would there be a flying goat?"
0: <laughs> it would be funny. It would. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, but no, it yeah that wasn't done well. No. Uh, so my I had two. Okay. My second five word review is this. I Think he went to ASU. So, did anybody else notice that this movie takes place over what three, four days? Yeah. If uh-huh. when she when she's in Phoenix. Yeah. We see this private investigator wearing an Arizona State shirt.
1: <laughs> three days.
2: Unlike break. unlike day two, and then on day four he's wearing the same exact shirt. I mean, <laughs> I know that that shouldn't bother me, but that bothers me. Like this is Disney. You have a budget for a for a wardrobe
1: yeah um, they probably were yeah they probably just rushed it right all those scenes were filmed in in one day yeah and, and, that's what and, had to happen
0: i don't know yeah. maybe like
1: i mean it wasn't the sound guy's fault this time
0: no not this time um but
1: although he probably I, deserves the, the blame
0: i don't know why to your point andrew i i see what you're saying i mean not the actor Clearly, I mean, he obviously didn't go to. Well, I I shouldn't say obviously. He didn't go there because he's he was born in London. So maybe he right. went. He did some undergrad at ASU. I don't know why, but um, but you're not wrong. This this movie did kind of feel like a travel bro- brochure for Phoenix. So weird. Uh, which which is, was a little weird. I guess I don't know. We just needed to. He needed to seem cool because he was wearing a t-shirt and jeans, and his t-shirt was the. Sun Devils and, and whatever. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. of the things that this movie annoyed me, that that stuff didn't bother me personally. Ooh, okay. That, that didn't that stuff didn't bother me. So my my five word was uh, oh where is it? Cute, simple, feel good Christmas.
1: See, I didn't even get that.
0: Like <laughs> I it was a feel good Christmas movie. It was cute oh. and it's super simple. Everything in this movie is telegraphed from 100 miles away. And uh-huh. I watched this with my wife. I was in a pretty good mood. It's, this movie, I didn't hate it. It was fine. It's just another Christmas movie. Is it going to be part of my Christmas tradition? No. Yeah. Will I watch it again? Maybe for my kids and simply because for two reasons. One... Um, we're dealing with this I don't want to air too much personal laundry out to the podcast but we're kind of dealing with this thing with my 8-year-old son where he's in this mode where I'm just I need the next toy. I mm. just I you know I got this new Star Wars toy. Ooh, now let's get this one. It's like, "Well, why don't you play with this one that you just got?" You know, and and mm-hmm. so we're trying to get him to understand that we financially are in a pretty good place, in that he is lucky to have the things that he has and so in the movie, when she goes to a um to that to that home you know to the um shelter the, the shelter, shelter thank you and she's talking to that girl who's who will not really get a Christmas this year, and all she wants for Christmas is her mom to have a job you know like i I kind of want Teclan to see that to say, yeah, yeah here's. Here are people that are worse than you, and and they're thankful. And she's just thankful for what she has—the fact that she has paper and crayons to color with—and um, mm-hmm. also, I want my daughter to see that there can be a, a female Santa. But I'm at that I'm at that time also mm-hmm. where I want my daughter, my four-year-old daughter, to see girls doing things that are normally for boys. So, yeah.
2: Can can I, and can I as a father something? of a
1: Okay, yeah, go ahead.
2: I'm sorry. and and pre- I'll preface this for the listeners. I don't have daughters. you you two do. And I know this makes me sound like a sexist pig. <laughs> and I'm sorry for any of our female listeners. But in movies today and in television today, I, I completely understand and I'm and I'm supportive of the fact that we need movies that that empower women and 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 that wonder woman is one of those yes yeah yeah and i'm fine with it but (laughs) i feel like sometimes especially now we're getting it almost shoved in our face you know which and i know that makes me sound terrible but I think we need to find in movies in, in media, we need to find a healthy balance of it all. You know, I, I don't think that we've seen enough movies. you know, Black Panther for the African-American community was a was a pivotal moment in in movie history uh, and it, it empowered their culture and and their lives and, and many, many African-American families and and students that I have. and I mean they were very supportive and very excited about it. But we're not seeing as much of that as we're seeing of the female uh, feminist movement in in film. And again, I know that sounds makes me sound terrible, but well, well here I,
0: you, let me
1: let me let me interject because I kind of see your point on this because I felt a little uneasy at this as well. Where I'm perfectly fine, uh, you know, female empowerment, a female president or female vice president, you know, CEOs being females that's that's awesome. That I mean, they deserve that spot. You know, but Santa is a man, and the idea of Santa is is a man. Now, this movie basically treats it like a title, right? You are right. a Santa, and I can see how they're getting away with that. But in terms of Santa being a female, I didn't I didn't buy that part. Right? It's like seeing Jesus is a female it's well, it's just not quite it's not I, I'm that not i didn't quite ready it's that. not that i didn't buy that that uh
2: she was santa i just i just was looking at it as i was watching that i was thinking are are we getting unbalanced here yeah. are we getting two pc in movies but i bought it i mean i didn't I, have a problem
0: so i'll i'll simply say this to to your point andrew um, and I guess same or whatever, but like, again, there, you're you're not wrong. There, we feel like we're kind of tiptoeing around something we don't want to come across as assholes. But like, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with having. Neither none of us are saying we don't want having powerful women doing powerful things. No, do not want that. All. None right. of us are saying that. Sam, I see your point about Santa is a guy because the tradition has always been a guy. It's a it's a man, and it's a yeah. it's a thing. I don't particularly you know, carry the way. If you want to have a movie where it's a girl, like, like they did in this movie, or do you want to change it to so where it's always a girl, fine. I don't really care either. Um, as, long as, it's, as long as the movie's good and the story is good and it's acted well, <laughs> then I don't really care. Yeah. What I think, to your, to speaking to your point, Andrew, trying not to put words in your mouth, is that, and I have to use the example because we have the example of the female Ghostbuster cast when we're mm-hmm. getting movies where we're just putting the we're just doing the women version of it just to do it i think is where people are starting to get annoyed like okay right. we've had 3 successful oceans movies now let's have an oceans cast with all girls well if you just want to do a heist movie just do a heist movie with women don't make it an oceans yeah. movie but they made it an oceans movie because they wanted that brand and it's well, the same thing with the Ghostbusters movie. The Ghostbusters movie, the the, the all girl one, people hated it not because they were girls, because it was a bad movie, and yeah. and I think people were turned off by the gimmick of it. And I hate to use the word gimmick, but it kind of it comes across as that as like the only dude in the movie is the bad guy. I think.
2: Well, and, yeah. and we're seeing this not just in in film, but we're seeing it in in the world around us. You know, for example, there's a open principal position at my high school assistant principal position and a male sent me an email, uh, and I didn't know him, but he was a former band director. So he sent the band director a message and, and said, uh, tell me about the program or about the, uh, school and the position and what that would be like. And so I did. And then uh, I got a follow up email that said, Oh, I forgot to ask, is the person leaving male or female? And the person that's leaving is a female. And he said, well, I guess I won't be get the job then. I'm not going to apply. Yeah.
1: And see, because, that shouldn't
2: be the case. You know, because it's like we're going it, to it, – and I again, I know this makes you sound like a jerk. And I, the best person for any job or any role should be the best person for that job or role, not necessarily to make it so PC that we have to hire, you know – a white man to work at this place, or we have to hire a black woman to work here, or we have to hire a Hispanic person to do this job, and I feel like that's where we're getting in the world.
0: Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to bring it off of our social soapbox here, and yeah. and just bring it back to the movie. Um, so, which is good. I'm not mad that we had this conversation. I'm sure not going to delete it. I thought it was it's good to have these conversations, and if people are uncomfortable by it, then. I guess. Good. Yeah. I think it's okay to have <laughs> conversations about things. And it's, you know, like, here's, I think, here's a, okay, I'm going to get back on the social soapbox for one last thing and then we'll move back to the movie. I think the part of the problem that we're having in our culture right now, with our generation specifically, is that we were told all our lives growing up, you don't talk religion and politics with your family. So we, we lost that skill set. That's Mm -hmm, been bred out of us. And so now that the the older generation, the boomers and and the Gen Xers, the elder Gen Xers, you know, they're they're the ones that are kind of in power now. I, I can't tell you how many times I see from that age group in my Facebook and in my real life, they say things like, well, I never know what I'm allowed to say anymore. Well, that's also because when you were younger, you said whatever you wanted to. And we were told you can't talk about politics and religion from you guys. And so now that we're at this age, we don't know how to talk to you. And, and Mm -hmm. so it's just coming across as you shouldn't say that because it's inappropriate, you know, like, so, so I feel like we're in this kind of weird limbo between the generations where like, it almost feels like I'm like not mansplaining. What's, what's the generational version of mansplaining, you know, like, this is why we don't say these things, but um, anyway. Well, so, I feel uh,
2: like what, what it boils down to is when we fail to communicate, that's when we have issues in the world, Yeah. yeah. and we've got to talk, and having conversations like this is not a bad thing, like you said.
0: Nope. Yeah, no, it's not, and, and as, as weird as it is to have such a heavy conversation on a dumb movie called Noel um, that stars the lovely Anna Kendrick, then there you go. As far as you, Sam, said that you didn't like her in this movie. You found her annoying. I I still find her super cute. And I don't mean just like an attractive way. I thought her character was cute. You're right, whoever mentioned it. This is just a female version of Elf. And not Mm -hmm. nearly as funny or as charming or as sincere. And there's also... I mean, to give it credit, there's a big difference in directors. I mean, Elf was directed by Jon Favreau. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? That guy's done things. Whereas this guy... Who is Mark Lawrence? Um, He has most, he's mostly known for writing, but he's directed a handful of things, but he, he wrote this movie. And did you hear about the Morgans and Miss Congeniality one and two, two weeks notice, uh, one and two. I didn't know there was a second. Oh, additional scenes, sorry, two weeks notice Uh, and forces of nature. So, and and, uh, and romantic comedies and thirty episodes yeah. of family ties. So he's mostly known for the romantic comedies. Now, the big difference is is that those are all PG thirteen movies. This is G. This was meant to yeah. be G. You can't have a romantic comedy and be G. Like no. there can't be and romance. That's, like that's why I say let her
2: let Anna Kendrick be Anna Kendrick.
0: <laughs> and that's the thing. Like I don't think you can and have this movie be G. No. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like for her to be her like she is in the pitch perfect movies, it's gonna have to be PG thirteen. And Disney doesn't want a PG thirteen Christmas movie. I yeah. mean, even if she cranks it up just a little bit like, like what like Ryan Reynolds, what he does for Detective Pikachu, that's a PG movie. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> there is recording somewhere that Allows it to be a PG thirteen and an R, <laughs> just like Ro- just like Robin Williams I'd did for. So
1: desperately want to see that version. Right? By the
0: way. Yeah. I mean, just like Robin Williams had an R version of Good Morning Vietnam. Um. So. Yeah, this movie is it's playing it safe. It's paint by numbers. There's a lot of just. I mean, this is one of my few notes. I didn't write very many notes, not because I was. So in, inuated with the movie, it's just I didn't have much to say. Because i I've already seen this movie fifty-two times on the Hallmark channel. The only difference is, is that this is a bigger budget with better actors and CGI. Really
2: it did kind of feel Hallmark yeah. Yeah. Now that you mention it. At no, the, so. the
0: end, no one kisses. Like that's the only yeah. thing that doesn't yeah. happen is that her and the dude don't get together. Um but I did write uh where is it? Uh Crap, where did I write it? Uh, basically, I wrote, the, oh yeah, Dead Father, Animal Sidekick, Anna Kendrick is a Disney princess.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> about right. Sure.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I, that's another thing, though. Like, they could make a Disney princess movie of this film and they could do it better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I probably would enjoy it better. Um, they could I, call it Frozen 3.
0: So, uh, the only couple notes other that I wrote was omniscient baby reindeer, that he he just knew where to go at all times. Um, I did like the joke that she sings and the thing is supposed to come and doesn't, so she just screams. I thought that was funny. Um,
2: But it reminded me a little of Enchanted. Is that uh, Enchanted? Is that that movie with uh, Amy Adams?
0: Yes think
1: so, yeah.
2: Yeah, it reminded me a little of that. Yeah. It was kind of a cross between a cartoon and, and real life.
0: Yeah, a little bit, where we're doing some of those same tropes. Um, yeah. So this this movie... Uh, I, it, it, I, so did you guys recognize the head um, elf guy, the judge, the elder that kept breaking the gavel and then eating it? Did you guys recognize him?
1: No.
2: He, he's, look, from a 90s sitcom or something.
0: Think 90s, but instead of sitcom... A guy wielding large guns and hunting graboids. What? He's, Tremors? He's the guy from Tremors that's in really? all of the movies. Really? <laughs> yes. So I'm I'm doing what I do. When I get done with the movie, I go into the trivia, I I punch in some trivia that I like, and then I go I look through the cast and see you know, if I don't know off the top of my head, hey, oh, that guy was in Star Trek. I like to see if I can maybe find a Star Trek connection, because that's what I do. And also I scroll down, I'm like, wait, Michael Gross, that guy sounds familiar. And I click on him. He's the Tremors guy. He's been in all of them. <laughs> and and so I thought, what a weird role for him. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's always carrying a gun trying to shoot stuff. You know, like that's his that's his bit. And so it's just kind of nice to see him try to be this, like the, the bit that they, like they have a gavel made of candy cane and every time he slams it, it breaks and he has to eat a piece. I thought that was funny. You know, it was, it's dumb, but it was funny. I just, I, I appreciated it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, and then you mentioned earlier, Sam, I think the Petco guy, I think, yep. I think he's our hopping man. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, because all of a sudden he disappeared. Because I I thought that was that that joke was at least going to uh, pay off yeah. eventually, <laughs> right? I
0: expected him and the girl from The West Wing to like hook up or something, but they just that line just that thread just stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but,
2: well, we kind of got a little payoff at the end with the with the uh, Christmas card, but. You know that wasn't much of a payoff.
0: Oh, I must have completely missed that then, because I didn't. That was a well, problem. she
2: she sent some Christmas cards, or you know, at the end we see that uh, some of her Sorry, uh, people that she met
0: Thank sent you. her Christmas cards. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> that, who's, whose wife was that?
1: That was my wife. Okay. I was. I, was I had to bring just...
0: her. I had to bring her a towel because she did have a towel and. <laughs> Taking a shower. <laughs> oh, Sorry. I know she loves the fact that that's now on uh, <laughs> in the, in the podcast forever.
1: I guess she didn't realize I could bring my mic and stuff with me. So, <laughs>
0: uh, Whoops. No, it's fine. Uh, pe- uh, but Bill Hader is our Star Trek connection. And, oh, really? And only because he did, quote unquote, additional voices on Star Trek Into Darkness.
2: Star Wars as well.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't. So I don't. I don't know what he did for Star Trek. It just says additional voices, but. Um, huh. So didn't he do BB-8 for he, Star Wars? He did do some of the noises for BB-8. Yeah. Yeah. Like he would actually, when I remember, like he would actually say the lines that BB-8 is supposed to be saying, and they would modulate it, and then add in some other, you know, beeps and noises and stuff. But a lot of that was like. Him actually saying words, huh. which is kind of cool, I guess. Um, yeah, this movie's it's fine. It's dumb, but it's fine. It has, it's a lot of tropes. I wrote The few that I wrote down, Fish Out of Water, the guy who's born to do a job but doesn't want to do that job. We've seen that. I mean, I could probably scroll back through our movie list and probably count ten of those movies. Or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else you want You guys want to talk about? Or no, I right? just I
1: didn't like it. I and I, yeah. I kept trying to think while I'm watching it what could have saved it in, in my eyes, and it just it just wasn't think, a good idea.
2: I think you're right, Sean. I, I think it, this we've just seen it before, and yep. we've seen it done better.
0: Well, it also hurt me. Uh, by comparison, and what I mean is that, and I, I was going to ask you guys later if you guys have watched anything else other than Mandalorian in this movie. Um So on Friday night, we watched uh, Klaus, the Netflix. Yeah, oh good, you did see it. That movie is so good. <laughs> Isn't it? it <laughs> I is love that so movie. It is so good. And, yeah. um I mean, there's a couple of moments where I was getting a little teary-eyed. I mean, it's it's <laughs> such a good movie. And again, that movie is also kind of paint by numbers a little bit. I mean, it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of obvious things that are gonna happen. And the storyline is Guy does a good thing for a, a selfish reason, and then that because he's doing it long enough, the the the, the motivation changes into doing the good thing for good reasons but then the people find out about the bad thing and then he has to make this the the big gesture to 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 get back into the good graces and save the day like again that's the thing, yeah. that, that's a plot we've seen but it was so well done and the art style is so pretty it's Isn't such it? a it, pretty movie yeah, it's a good one. It's, it really yeah, is. Yeah, Andrew, if you're looking for a good Disney, or not Disney, um, if you're looking for a good Christmas movie. Christmas movie.
1: That's different, right? Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a new story. It felt like a new story to see to me.
2: I think my kids have seen it. I haven't seen it, though.
0: Yeah. They liked it. I I I thought it was really great. It, it might be something we watch again. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't even mean next Christmas. I mean, maybe like later this Christmas. I really liked <laughs> it a lot. I just thought it was really... The only thing that annoyed me, the two things that annoyed me, was the the voice of the postman. Because for, for whatever reason, the guy that's doing the voice, who was the bad guy from Scott Pilgrim, his voice just a little bit sounds like David Spade, and I kept wanting yeah. him to sound more like David Spade. <laughs> because he kind of looks like the animated version of Kuzco from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> and Santa being done by J.K. Simmons, who I expected him to try to sell me insurance, because he kind of looks like a Santa Claus version of Pacha, I wanted that to be John Goodman. So like the yeah. voice acting was good. It just threw me off. Now again, the, the Santa Claus, the J.K. Simmons, he doesn't talk much. He doesn't have very many lines. But it was it was weird seeing this, you know, guy who who wants to catch Spider Man, you know, (laughs) Santa Claus. So anyway, Uh, yeah, it's good. Okay, I got a few clips. Uh, So here's thirty one seconds of nice.
1: Dad always said it's not about what the kid looks like; it's what's in the inside that's important. Really need to connect with their heart.
2: I love that. How's that done?
1: I have no idea. I just focused really hard, I guess. Right.
2: Uh, nice. She
1: cheated on every math test she ever took.
2: That stocking full of coal, if I've ever seen one. Yeah.
1: He saved a kitten from a tree after visiting his grandmother in the nursing home. Nice.
0: (laughs) 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 So there's a couple moments. Like, there's a couple moments there where they're kind of playing off each other and it's kind of fun. Um, I, I laughed at this, Sam, you probably hated this scene, but this, this, this kind of made me laugh. It's a dumb joke, but it made me laugh. Oh, I like your pants,
1: they're jolly. Yeah, they're yoga pants. Like yours. Yes. These are my yogurt pants. No, no. Yoga
2: pants. Oh, yeah. I love yogurt
0: pants. Andrew's shaking his head. You didn't think that was funny at all.
2: I I rolled my eyes out loud when yeah. when she said that. Again, Even the first I, time. Like one time I could handle it, but the
0: only the only
1: the only thing I kept thinking that was they're they're trying to make it feel like Elf, yeah. and it's just not it's just not working for no. me. Yeah, uh, I'm just
0: I'm just yeah. And for some reason, I think it works better in Elf because he's significantly older and he's a bigger and he's a dude, right? Like yeah. it feels, it he feels, feels more total fish out of water. It's way yeah. bigger fish out of wa- water, right? Like way yeah. bigger than kind of young, sweet, innocent looking Anna Kendrick. You're kind of like, oh, is she, she's new in town. Like Like you kind of, you can kind of understand it a little more. Like, it's weird that, like, Bill Hader, like, he, he's able to transition totally, and he's like he's able to, like, open his own studio. And I don't know how much time had passed, but it didn't feel like it was very long. And yet, she doesn't know what yoga is, you know, so. Um, I know she's isolated up at the North Pole, but it still seemed, it was, it was a forced joke, but it still made me laugh. Uh, this one kind of made me chuckle also. Where are you from? A uh, little town up north. Uh, you mean Canada? Canada wishes. Canada wishes. Uh, this says letter. Oh, the letter, yeah, this may be kind of... Yeah, yeah.
1: Noel, I know I was angry, but even though you acted selfishly and foolishly and immaturely and... Right, mm, I'm going to skip ahead. And, uh, disrespectfully, childishly.
0: Nothing like mom admonishing you in a letter to say, hey, come back and help us out. Nothing like that. That mother's guilt. That motherly guilt, absolutely. Uh, This is truly kind of the only time in the movie that I laughed, like a good good laugh. Uh, uh,
1: uh. Dude, this is supposed to be our song! Come on!
0: I don't know why, but when the snow falls on it, it made me laugh. So that's it was kind of it. It was funny. I mean, the the the, the flying child reindeer was dumb. It was a dumb thing, but it was also kind of sweet. You know, when he he gets to the headline, and and she's like on snow cone, and he's trying to he's trying to try a little engine that could, and then he looks back at Dasher and is like, get it together. And then the deers all like headbutt each other. I'm like, okay, that was kind of cool. So. I thought it was sweet. All right, here we go.
2: And now for some more bad news.
0: Ready? Uh, I've already mentioned one of the uh, bits of uh, trivia here. Uh, The riff that Noelle just sang uh, to summon her flying reindeer is the same one she used in Into the Woods as Cinderella when she summoned her bird friends. Interesting. This is the only Disney Plus film in the 2000s to be rated g by the MPA. This is the first Disney uh, to be the first Disney's live action film to be rated G by the MPA since Hannah Montana, the movie, in 09. And it was the only G rated live action film of 2019. That's the there's trivia. Okay. But I did thought, I, 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 as I was watching the movie, I kept thinking, this is rated G. How many you don't see rated G? Not Live anymore. action movies very much anymore. I mean even I mean I know Star Wars, the the original trilogy are P G, but I don't know, it kinda makes me sad that the new ones are PG thirteen. You know? Yeah. Like Yeah. Um I, I have kind of made the decision though that my eight year old son is now gonna watch the original trilogy with me this this winter break. I think he's old enough yes. to to sit and watch yeah. them with me. And he, I'm excited for that, and I'm also kind of bummed out. I mean, he obviously knows the whole Darth Vader bit, and I'm also kind of annoyed that my dad let him watch some of the Rise of Skywalker. And I'm like, Dad, he hasn't watched the original trilogy yet. Oh, <laughs> quick Star Wars uh, soapbox again. And I, I, I want your guys' honest opinion. I think I've already had this conversation with Sam, and I don't remember if I've had it on the podcast, but... A friend of mine, a good friend of the show, said that he watched the Star Wars. He did the whole nine movies with his daughter, who's younger than my son. She's like, his daughter's like five, which I thought was a little mm-hmm. too young. But mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: So he's the dad. It's his call. And I, of course, asked the question, well, which order did you watch them? And he says, the order in which they were intended. And I said, so, of course, that means you watched them four, five, six, one, two, three, rogue one, seven, eight, nine. And he goes, No, I watched them one, two, three, four, one, two, three, Rogue One, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And I said, That's wrong. And he says, How could <laughs> it be wrong? It's order. I said, It's an order. I said, it, it's, it's not how they were meant to be viewed. The prequels are, are it's, a, it's a flashback. You have to look at it as four, five, and six is the story. That's the story you're yeah. trying to tell. Uh-huh. This is the one that's important. How we get here. You know, so the way I'm, the way I'm going to do it, if I could do it, which I'm not, but what I would, could do would watch four, five, then one, two, three, then six, then seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Or where would you put Rogue One in? I guess we would do Rogue One also at some point, but I don't want to watch Rogue One before I watch A New Hope because they're gonna look so different, and I don't, yeah. I don't want the, I don't want Declan's experience <laughs> of watching A New Hope. You go. Oh, this looks kind of bad compared to the last movie we just watched. You know?
2: Yeah. yeah. But they did such a great job. That's my only issue with that one spe- specifically. They did such a great job of leading in from Rogue One right into A New Hope. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's yeah. basically one seamless movie if you keep watching.
0: Well, I mean, literally, you can just pass the you just you can now skip the title scroll because that's literally what yeah. that movie is is the title scroll. So yeah, which is funny because that movie came out um, a few years ago. It was a Christmas release, and so on my Facebook time time uh, Facebook uh, memories, I said people complaining about spoilers for Rogue One. Spoiler alert: We've seen the sequel. <laughs> and, and then I think one of you guys actually posted a screenshot of the title card, the scroll, and said, yep, this is what happens, you know, like, so <laughs> just, um, anyway, but my, so here's my, I guess what my soapbox is, is that, am I right in to say that you can't just go one through nine?
1: No, no, you can't, I don't think you can.
0: Because uh, here's my true, a- Andrew, know. before you say that, here's my true, my real reasoning. Here's the real reasoning. Is that, let's say you have a kid, and again, Declan, he's, he knows too much about Star Wars. But let's say you're introducing your boys to Star Wars for the first time. That they've mm-hmm. somehow been unsullied with the knowledge that Darth Vader is Luke's father. If you watch 1, 2, and 3, that reveal now means nothing. You now right. know that. So that when yeah. he says, no, I'm your father, you're like, yeah, I know that, Dad. I don't care Yeah. as the viewer. But if you watch just four and then five, you're like, holy smokes, he's his dad. That's incredible. And then you go back and watch how we got to this point, how we got to that Luke and th- doesn't know about his sister Leia and how... Uh, why Obi-Wan was even on Tatooine in the first place, because why is this old Jedi Master just on this desert planet? Oh, it's because he was keeping him safe. We don't know that yet. Like, <laughs> it, it ruins, the for me, the experience of 4, the 5, reveal. and 6. Yeah, the reveal by watching 1, 2, and three first.
2: Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I, I see your point. And I so agree you- with you in, in some ways. But having watched them both ways with my kids, because we've, we've watched them twice all the way through, both ways, the story just, to me, the, the entirety of the story makes more sense watching it one through nine. But
1: you don't get that reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, well... So are you saying watch Rogue One before four? Just, just straight into four? That's what I do, or have done.
0: But I, I mean, and I think that works, Sam. If you've seen it, you know what I'm saying. Okay. Like, if you, yeah, if, if if Declan two years from now, we've now watched all nine movies. I'm still hesitant about letting him watch PG thirteen movies at nine. I know that sounds weird. He's watched some PG thirteen movies no. yeah. before. four. I've let him watch part of Avengers and um, part of some other superhero movies. But I mean, but I'm, I'm not quite, I'm not, my soul's not quite ready yet for the scene where Anakin turns on his lightsaber in front of the younglings. Like I'm not quite ready for that with my eight year old, but, um, but I think once you've, you've seen them, Sam, I think mm-hmm. going from, if you do one through nine, I think it's okay to do three, then Rogue One, then four. Um,
1: well, I wouldn't do three, Rogue One and Four. I, I'd want to. I, I would want the reveal to happen every time. Well, uh, uh, not every. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm
0: saying like if you're gonna yeah. do a marathon with the kids, you're gonna. Hey, it's a Saturday. We're gonna get up at eight o'clock and we're gonna watch Star Wars until ten p.m. and we're gonna have popcorn and drinks all day and we're only gonna stop for bathroom breaks. You know, do you do one through nine, or do you do four five four, four five, five one two one, three, two, three six, seven eight nine four? Yeah. You know, like it. I think that's. It, I what think I,
2: would do. I think there's more than one way that that's, that's a, appropriate to watch it. Just like in the MCU, I think that you can watch the movies chronologically, starting with Captain America and then Captain Marvel, yeah. or you can watch them in the way they were released.
0: Yes. Yeah, so you know, I do. So this is this is like. My analogy. This is a weird analogy, and we need to wrap up the show because we're getting a little long. But the um, <laughs> it's a, it's this has turned like, into this has turned into the Star Wars show. It's it's, it's we are wondering impressive. what
2: movie we actually covered in. This yeah, show. yeah. We'll,
0: we'll get back to it in, in a second with our top threes. But um, yes, you can do the MCU chronologically or one through whatever, and and I agree with that. I don't I don't think there's one right way to watch those movies but I do sometimes think that there's a wrong way. And here's my example of the wrong way. And it's totally through um, ignorance. My dad is binging stuff on Netflix and Amazon and whatever. He's retired and he's got nothing to do all day except talk to his dog because my mom is still working going into her 45th year of teaching still. They're bored. I know. And so he said, hey, I found this show on Netflix called Jessica Jones. It was cool. And I said... Okay, and he said, and I just watched all three seasons. And I'm like, I bet you that was kind of confusing, wasn't it? And he goes, a little bit, but I mean, I was able to more or less get it. And I said, yeah, that's part of a series of other shows that are kind of connected. That's why, like, like if that big black guy that showed up, Luke Cage, like, that's why he shows up. It's because he met her in his show. Or I'm like, there's... There's crossover happening, and like when she's super sad about Matthew dying, because he dies in another season of another thing, and my (laughs) dad had no idea what I was talking about, so I had to write it out that you're supposed to watch it Daredevil 1, then Jessica Jones, then Daredevil 2, then Jessica Jones 2, then um, Um, Luke Cage, then Iron Fist, then... Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica Jones too, then Defenders. Like, like there's a there's actually a way it's supposed to be watched. So,
1: well, that and Jessica Jones season one is is almost as perfect as Daredevil season.
0: All one. of the season, all of the first seasons, I think, are really, really good. I, yep. sti- yeah. I still liked Luke. Not Luke. Uh, Luke Cage was good, but I still liked Iron Fist. I thought it was a good show. I I don't mm-hmm. hate it the way people a lot of people did. Um. And I loved The Defenders. I mean, it's only eight episodes, but I thought it was really good, too. So, anyway. Actually, I thought – I love all of them. I really do. Season 2, Jessica (laughs) Jones, is probably my least favorite of any of them. But I love them all. I mean, Daredevil Season 3 was really good, too, with Bullseye. It was so good. Yeah. Makes me sad. Oh, did you guys hear the rumor that Daredevil – that that Charlie, Spider-Man. Charlie Cox's Daredevil is going to be in Spider-Man. Did you say that? I on think I, t- I told you guys last week. Okay, you did. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I, I hear that. I, I heard it like three different times between the last yeah. time we recorded. I couldn't remember if that was you. All right, time for me to play this. Good gracious. Excuse me while I whip this out. We're going to cruise through our top three. We decided to do... This movie had some product placement, not just the iPad bit, but also... There was Taco Bell, and there was Michael Kors, and obviously Petco. There was a lot of that going on, so we decided to do annoying product placement. Andrew.
2: All right, well, I have an honorable mention of the White House when Clemson comes. (laughs) What? When Clemson is invited to the White House, Donald Trump just saw McDonald's food.
0: Right. Oh, okay. I got you. I'm with yeah. you now. Sorry. I that. It's
2: like a scene from Talladega Nights on the table at the White House. Okay. Exactly. Uh, <laughs>
1: all right. So I got number, it. I yeah. got it.
2: Thank you, Sam. Uh, number three, I have Waterboy with Gatorade. H2O. And then, uh, which we never really see Gatorade, but we hear the name Gatorade quite a bit. Yeah. Um, number <coughs> two. Sorry.
0: <laughs> you enlisted the water boy. I have to play it.
2: <laughs> uh, number two, I have a, a film that I watched when I was a kid called Richie Rich, and yeah. there was a big McDonald's inside the Biltmore House.
0: Yeah, I always was thought it? really. Yeah, there was a McDonald's. Yeah, I don't inside. remember that. Yeah, yeah, because the dumb scientist guy is down there getting McDonald's, and he says he's going to do a, a an experiment to determine what the secret sauce is. Yeah, like they made hey, that whole hey. joke. And I remember, and it's funny, Andrew, as a kid, I remember seeing that thinking, is that McDonald's staff, like, all the time? (laughs) Like, are they just constantly making food and then throwing it away just in case the kid comes down there for a burger and fries? All right, go ahead.
1: Well, definitely not the ice cream, though, because the machine's down. (laughs) The
0: machine's broken? Yeah, Yeah, I can't get that.
1: (laughs) Uh,
2: Number one, my number one, of course, has to be from Back to the Future. This would be Back to the Future 2 with uh Pepsi. Oh. oh Pepsi I
1: okay, or right. you could say texaco as well, yeah I or, have can I add one to that sure Since this was not my honorable mention was the Nike shoes, the Nike shoes yeah. future yeah or how about so, but uh, I also have Pepsi on there listed, Pepsi and Nike,
0: how about uh, Spielberg advertising for his own jaws movie,
1: yeah, yeah, and Mattel was the name of the uh, hoverboard
0: the or fruit. the brand uh, of the uh, hoverboard,
1: yeah, the pink barbieish color on it, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: What, you cool. guys, what else you got, Sam? All
1: right, I have uh, my number three is the Mini Coopers in the Italian job. Sure. All right. My number two is Heineken in Skyfall, which was to take Bond away from the the Martini. Uh, that just makes it just that kind of made me more mad than anything.
0: I do. I have, to, I have to sidebar. I know we're running long, but I have to sidebar. There's a great episode. Of course, they're all kind of great in The West Wing, where uh, President Bartlett makes fun of of James Bond. Uh, he says the reason why you stir the martini because if you shake it, you chip the ice and it melts down faster. He says he's just having a week a week, uh, a week Weaker. Martini. He said, so James Bond's just a pansy. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I just I just love that. so anyway,
1: my number one is Popeye's Chicken and Little Nikki.
0: Popeyes, Popeyes.
1: What's it? Popeyes? Popeyes. Yeah, it's bad.
0: That it's movie kind of sucks anyway, so I mean that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you could have yeah. said Adam Sandler and Little Nikki, and I would have been fine with it. <laughs>
1: all
0: right, so mine so. are all nerd movies. So I know that Sony owns Spider-Man, but good God, is 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 Peter Parker the genius that he is really using Bing as his search engine? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> So my number 3 is Acura in Avengers. Yeah. I
2: okay, mean, yeah. To the
0: to the point that there's this scene where they they crash the 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 Quinjet and they have to run in front of a parked Acura. Every car in the shot is exploded and on fire except this pristine Acura and it kind of annoyed me. Like having Tony drive Acuras later in the movies and whatever, that's never bothered me because that's kind of the thing that he would drive, but it was just always we got it, it. Always kind of annoyed me. Number two, uh, Nokia in Transformers. The Transformer movie yep. where he's like, yep. and it also hurts is that he has to make a dumb joke where he's like, "I have a cell phone." He gives the cell phone up. He's like, "Ah, oh, Nokia, the way of the samurai," and she's like, "Nokia's are from Finland." And he's like, "Okay, we have to have the bad joke."
1: <laughs> How about that uh, that uh, Mountain Dew?
0: In the Mountain um, Dew.
1: Mountain Dew can machine can or Coke machine. machine, yeah, yeah. That
0: starts firing off. Yeah, that's that's also yeah. pretty lame. Um, and car car the other cars like Transformers, all of the Autobots are GM vehicles. They're, they all are. They're, you know, the little yeah. cars of Pontiac. You know, even Optimus Prime is a GM produced truck. You know, a Bumblebee is a, Corve- uh, a Camaro, even though he's supposed to be a Volkswagen. And my number one and and I'm not doing it just because it's a Star Trek movie. But because it's a Star Trek movie is why it annoyed me. And that is in Star Trek the reboot, the 09 Star Trek. Not the reboot, but the, the new one, 09. Yeah. There is a Nokia cell phone.
1: <laughs> they
0: make that ring. He does, It does the ring. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm okay with Beastie Boys being in there. I'm even okay with a 1956 Corvette Stingray, not Stingray, Corvette, um, I can't remember what it's called, that he throws off the cliff. But really, Nokia, in 300 years, we're still using Nokias? Get the hell out of here. But with that <laughs> ringtone. With the same ringtone. That, that, that even in the theater, I kind of rolled my eyes. I'm just, I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited for a new trek. Really? Get the F out of here, Nokia.
1: So maybe it's like me, you know. I still use the AOL. You've got mail for my uh, my. uh, But you're
0: doing it funny. You're doing it ironically to kind of make a joke to the fact that you're old. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's it's not like you're walking around in your minivan with a rotary dial car phone. Okay. Uh, You know, I don't know. But
2: he really does still use AOL, Sean. I yeah. I I don't (laughs)
1: understand.
0: why our communication for the podcast is always so far behind, yeah. because you're still waiting for last week's uh, email to come in about what we're doing for our top three. All right. Yeah. Um, so it's your turn, right? Oh, I didn't mean to hit that. I meant to play this.
1: Wait, what's supposed to happen? Hey, so, oh, no, you just did your top three. Never mind. I guess apparently I'm not listening.
0: Yeah, Star Trek. Uh, so <laughs> the reason why I, sla- I hit this <laughs> is because under what's supposed to happen, I have written out of ten. And then four or five slots down, it just says number 10 slap from Con Air. So I just saw the 10, and that's why you mm. heard. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to do our out of 10. We're going to rock through these real quick because we've got to go. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, Andrew.
2: I'm um, giving this a, uh, a 4.5 out
1: of
0: 10. Okay. Sam?
1: Uh, I'm giving this a uh, 4.2 uh, peppermint uh, coffee out of 10, or peppermint hot cocoa.
0: All right. Um, I didn't dislike it that much, but I'm just going to give it a 5, uh, a solid man. Well, Christmas Chronicles 2, I gave a 4.9. Now I have to rethink that. Which one would I rather watch again?
1: I'd want to watch The Chronic again. The Chronic? The yeah.
0: I don't know. <laughs> You know what, I'm gonna give this one a four point nine also. I like them equally. They're both kinda bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're they're equally f- whatever. Yeah,
2: they're equally bad, yeah.
0: They're they're and I'm I'm more likely to watch both of them the same, which is not very high. Not very likely. Um so we've burned most of our time me asking you what have you guys been watching, but have you guys been watching anything recently other than any other fun Christmas movies? <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, I started watching the series on uh, Prime called Truth Seekers
1: with oh, yeah. uh,
0: Simon Pegg it's and Simon Nick Frost. Yeah,
1: it's good.
0: Right on. What, anything, Sam? Uh,
1: no, I mean I, I'm continue I'm waiting for new episodes of obviously Mando and. Um,
0: we got one left. Uh, There's just one. Left his
1: Dark left. Materials um, has been a lot of fun to watch too. Cool. So
0: yeah, the season finale of Mando's in two days. I'm sad. Yeah. Uh, do, uh, it's a coming. do you need me to explain something from that last episode? Sam? Nope. Operation Cinder.
1: Uh, n- no, unless they make it more of a big deal, I guess. I don't know.
0: Okay. I'll explain I'll, I'll, I'll give you a quick backstory on that. Just, to okay. Let you know. There's, I mean, they kind
1: of, you could kind of, tell something happened that wasn't fun on. Yeah. On his I'll, part, I'll, so.
0: I'll let you know. It's, it's, it's okay. not super secret. I just, I'm, we're running out of time. Um, yep. So yeah, like I said, the only thing I've watched other than sports and the the kind of normal Christmas movies with the kids was uh, was Klaus, and it was uh, it was great. It was really good.
1: Yeah, that's such a that's a good. Next one. week that we is. are
0: doing the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol movie, the uh, uh, Disney's Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. It's also on Disney Plus, so if you don't have it, you should really get it because there's so much good stuff coming. I would just go ahead and get Disney Plus. It's it's kind of great, amazing what's what's all coming out. So we're doing that. It's the animated one. We're going to see how much Sam gets freaked out by the Uncanny Valley going on. <laughs> and we'll have, I'm and sure, lots of fun conversations about that as and well. And I
1: will. I will totally get freaked out.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's not, again, it's it's better than, I think it's better than the Polar Express, I think. Uh, there you go. That's that's what we're going to do. That's our show next week. Please join us uh, if you can. Um Libsyn, oh, CheapSeatReviews.LibSyn.com is our website where you can go and check out old episodes. Facebook.com slash CheapSeatReviews is how you get to us there. We have a Facebook group. Join the Facebook group and we can have more chats about Mando and other things. Uh, Leave us review iTunes, Google, uh, YouTube. Uh, we're on Pandora now. Do Pandora as well and, and other places. CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com is our email address. Send us requests for anything for the new year, or we're open for whatever. So on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for whatever I said it's going to be.